0: Coming up, Universal Orlando has announced all of the houses coming to Halloween Horror Nights, plus the scare zones, plus a show, plus so much more. And we're breaking it all down on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the DisUnplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello, Rhino. Are you ready to talk about some spooky things? Oh, always. Always. I figured you would be, because we have to talk about... All of the houses that are going to be at Halloween Horror Nights, you know, we're we're going to skip over The Last of Us, and uh, I mean, well, no, we got new details on Chucky, so we can't skip over that. But you were missing for our Stranger Things talk, so I've I've got to get your input on Stranger Things. So yeah, we have a lot to go over, a whole lot, and it's going to be very exciting. Before we do, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel, cost you no extra money, and you get the the support of one of the awesome dreams unlimited travel agents so head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com travel.com today for a free no obligation quote now ryan we've been waiting for halloween horror nights to reveal even just like one more house and uh, they truly said you know what hold my beer and they released everything in one giant swoop so we've got all the re- last of the intellectual property houses based on you know movies, TV shows, uh, video games, that all was released at once and then also with that the five original houses for the 2023 event plus the five scare zones and then also the one show plus other details about shopping and dining and my brain nearly broke from it so uh, I, I don't know how you felt about it, but it felt like information overload and filled my heart with Halloween joy. I needed I needed some sort of announcement. I didn't know I needed this one where it was just like pile the Halloween on me.
1: Oh pumpkin pie the halloween party forget it my joke's terrible yeah move on
0: i know and the sad part is you wrote that one down you just couldn't pull it out of time you're like oh which which joke do i go through that one uh no so uh, let's talk about what houses you can expect at this year's event at universal orlando resort 10 houses of course starting with the last of us based on the hit PlayStation video game, The Last of Us, Stranger Things, which it's the return of Stranger Things to the event, focusing solely on Stranger Things 4, the last season that was on Netflix. Plus, they had first announced Chucky, but now we know the house is Chucky, ultimate kill count. So then the two other intellectual properties are The Exorcist Believer, one that I believe we talked about on this show. I know Rhino and I sure have been talking about it off air, saying... They're not going to make a house based on the Exorcist Believer since it doesn't come out until October 13th. But sure enough, they are. So it's not going to be on the original Exorcist. It's going to be on the Exorcist Believer. Uh, The other house is Universal Monsters Unmasked. And it is a new Universal Monsters with different monsters that haven't gotten their days in the sun yet like they need to and that is it for the intellectual property houses in terms of the original houses we have dr oddfellow's twisted origins which we're going to go way more into that because dr oddfellow is essentially the icon for this year's event and uh he will be heavily playing into the story of the entire event as well as the scare zones we'll go over that more uh then of course dueling dragons choose thy fate can't believe that one came true Uh, yeti campground kills uh, the darkest deal uh, blood moon dark offerings and then to quickly go over the scare zones too we have dr Oddfellows collection of horror dark zodiac jungle of doom expedition horror vamp 69 summer of blood uh, shipyard 32 horrors unhinged and then finally nightmare fuel will be returning as nightmare fuel revenge dream so that is the full list uh before we get into what was newly announced rhino how do you feel about Stranger Things 4? My basic premise was with it, Uh I, I said flat out, I believe it's your favorite season of the show. It's my least favorite season of the show. But I'm still excited to see how they bring it to life because I feel like they've done a, a better than average job at the other ones. So I, I still have high hopes for this one. But how are you feeling about
1: it? Stranger Things, never seen it. no i i say with a giant stranger things poster behind me and you can't see with the light reflecting too but this that funko pop behind my head is an eddie from season four stranger things right there um and then actually right here is a will like i've got all the stuff ready to go there's there's will and then these are all funko pops here too um so I'm pretty psyched. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if the fourth season is my favorite season or not. I, I did really, really enjoy the fourth season. I've definitely watched it like three or four times all the way through. Um, And this for me of every season was the season when I, when you watch it like immediately from like episode one, you're like this, it, I feel like it begged, begs to be a Halloween Horror Nights house. Like it is literally about essentially this like haunted house and, i'm i'm just so excited to see what they do with it and my one like one real big hope is that we're gonna get to hair um running up that hill by Kate bush like just blaring at any at any given point during the house but then also like somewhere out in halloween horror nights but i just i love stranger things and i'm just happy to see us continue because they did seasons one two and three and now it would be a shame not to do four and then hopefully we'll see a five one day because then as you know, that's the that's it. the final season of the show season I mean, five
0: in 2032. We will finally get yeah, it yeah, yeah, five yeah. at Halloween Horror Nights. I I feel confident on that. So and if they can't afford the rights to running up that hill, maybe they can at least get like jogging up that mound or something. Well, else. Well, you know, it's it's, it's
1: just a, it sounds like it's just a jug van. It's
0: just it's a nice close tribute, but just not quite there.
1: I was actually going through my phone last night trying to look for a, a clip of something. And I came up, I, for some reason, have the walkthrough of Stranger Things on my phone. And it's funny to watch it back now. Like, you know, the show having been on for years now and like the music in the house, I was like, this is not even close to the Stranger Things <laughs> music, but it like, it sounds like a discount version of it. And I was like, cause you can kind of hear poop boop, 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 boop. It's just basically that over and over again. Listen,
0: they do the best they can, but I love uh, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. I know. I know you're very excited for it. I'm almost more excited for the other houses. Honestly, I'm, ju- I'm just going to put it out there. The only intellectual property house I'm not excited for is Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. And yeah. that's not saying I'm not excited for it. It's just the one where I'm like, I- I'm medium on it. But uh, Exorcist, Universal Monster, Stranger Things, Last of Us. I am so psyched for it, and I, I can't even talk about the originals. We'll get there with it, but uh, let's go down the list. Uh, we'll start with The Exorcist Believer, and I, I do want to take actually one moment to say before I get into this, uh, the information I'm giving about the houses was obviously sent to us in a press release, but then also I listened to all of the episodes on uh, Discover Universal, the official Universal Orlando podcast, uh, because they had like, the first interviews with all the creatives from Universal to go over this so they uh, dropped in extra details that haven't really been released in other places so uh, while i appreciate everyone taking the time to listen or watch this podcast i do think it's important uh, if you're a huge fan and you want the full backstory especially with dr oddfellow and beyond uh, you need to listen to those episodes because there's there's one uh there's, there's a one episode of that podcast that kind of goes into the backstory of Dr. Oddfellow, but it's almost done in this like, it's done in this diary style that uh, is just really, really creative. So I would highly encourage you to listen to that. But then also you'll get it here, too, with with our commentary on whether or not we're excited for it. But uh, The Exorcist Believer. So the podcast said that essentially this was going to be like a living trailer for the movie, since obviously it doesn't come out until October 13th. But The Exorcist Believer is inspired by the new Blumhouse movie. And it is a sequel to the original 1973 movie, and the house will transport you to a bustling street market in Haiti, where an innocent purchase of strange folk doll with three eyes leads to the opening of a demonic portal, the awakening of sinister spirits, and the subsequent disappearance of two 12-year-old girls in the United States. The girls are found three days later with no memory of what happened to them. After the girls begin to exhibit unsettling behavior, it soon becomes clear that only an exorcism can save them and everyone who comes in contact with them including unwitting guests is suddenly at risk of losing their souls and very excited for the movie i i finally watched the trailer and when ellen Burstyn showed up i was like oh giving me all the feels of the original so uh you know maybe the movie's not good but i i i'm i'm, I'm having high hopes for this house just if it if it captures that original exorcist feel to it in even just a little way i think it's gonna be a banger what
1: about you right um yeah I, I i know i was very uh, you saying that it's essentially gonna be act as like the trailer for the movie makes me feel a little better because i was a little nervous because i know the movie doesn't come out till later in october so it was one of those where i was like well, i don't want spoilers because i do really want to see the movie um david gordon green you know e- even though the subsequent Halloween movies were terrible. I liked the, one, the first one that he did, and I thought that one was phenomenal. So maybe maybe this will have that same sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping it's what, like you, like, like you said, like that trailer aspect where it won't really spoil the movie for you at all, although you did just like the description you just read definitely gave way more away than the trailer or anything I've read about the movie so far mm. so that's interesting. I, I don't know.
0: I watched the, I, you know, when this came out, I was like, okay, finally I'll, I'll watch the trailer because I've been trying to like avoid trailers for everything as much as possible. And when I watched it, I was like, okay, I, I I feel like, I feel like they didn't overstep in there, but that's just my opinion on it. Uh, one, one thing that they won't overstep is Universal Monsters Unmasked because, well, I don't think they can overstep their, Universal Monsters. Uh it's, you know, it's an original story. So, uh how this one goes, the Universal Monsters Unmask will take you into the dank catacombs of Paris where a dark secret is housed 60 feet beneath the bustling streets of the City of Lights. Mm-hmm. The burial grounds will be overflowing with millions of skeletal remains and even more sinister secrets. The Phantom of the Opera, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Dr. Jekyll and his deranged alternate personality Mr. Hyde, and Dr. Jack Griffin, aka the Invisible Man, all lie in wait as they bide their time and seek vengeance against guests after opening the catacombs to public visitation they are filled with rage towards those navigating the twisted tunnels of their underground labyrinth homes and uh, on the west coast since this is about universal orlando if you are going to hollywood and you go to this house the music will be done by slash but uh, for this house, too, with the official podcast, uh, what they said with it is that basically it's like Invisible Man and uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are on the run in Paris. And, uh, you know, you might start down below in those catacombs, but eventually you'll come up above. Uh, you'll go into the Paris Opera House. Uh, it. Sounds like it's just going to do these characters justice in a big way. I know, you know, I I love the Invisible Man. Easily one of my favorite classic monsters. Uh, as for Phantom, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Uh, you know, not necessarily Hunchback, not necessarily my favorite ones. But I, I'm I'm very excited to see how this house is translated. And if it's giving me those Paris vibes, it might be even better. Maybe there's a baguette.
1: What'd you call me? Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, here's the, somebody in like a chat I was in tried to be like, um, was like, well, if it's anything like last year's, it'll stink. And I was like, I think you are confused because in my opinion, the universal monsters house from last year was probably the best house from the last year's event. And I love the universal monsters house from the year prior to that or the event prior to that. But I was like, so I have nothing but excitement for this house and again like i love this love and care and attention they're giving to universal monsters so i think it's it's really cool i don't know yeah
0: i I think it's just with last year's it was the how fast it started with like you know it they're talking about how important the story was to it last year and you just kind of like walked in and if you weren't paying attention if you didn't know the backstory it kind of was confusing and then to know like oh it actually the story continues out in hollywood i do feel like maybe it was a little bit more convoluted in that way and might not have ranked higher for some people because of that uh you know i still loved it we we went through that house a lot together uh this one though i know it's not premiere monsters i know it's not wolfman dracula frankenstein the bride but uh still this has the potential to be a super solid house yeah. potentially one of the best ones uh that being said, I don't think that Chucky Ultimate Kill Count is going to rank up there for me, but maybe we'll be surprised. Uh, Chucky Ultimate Kill Count will be inspired by the hit USA sci-fi series and the cult classic film. The killer doll is the star of the house. He's been mired in the agony of disrespect he feels from his peers at not being taken seriously. So he's on a quest to turn his haunted house into a living slaughterhouse by killing every person who is entering into the house and so this one like kind of like it made me scratch my head when i was reading about it but then listening to the discover universal podcast it made more sense because basically this is set out where uh kind of like in a meta way where they are creating Mm. a halloween horror nights haunted house uh that's paying tribute to chucky because of all the incredible things that he's done uh however chucky feels that they didn't do a good job putting together the house and it's not paying tribute to him well enough so he decides to kill the creators of the house and then all the dolls that were made for the house and uh, even some of the guests and the workers he's also going to possess them so he can kill as many people as possible so once i heard that description i'm like okay this I like this a little bit better. And then it's not like it's only going to be small Chucky dolls. If he's possessing uh, Halloween Horror Nights team members and just regular guests and you have those scares coming in there too, maybe a little bit better, but it's, it's Chucky. It's like, this has to be kind of like a fun, goofy house in a way. Otherwise no. you can't take it too seriously.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is the equivalent of like a killer clowns um, sort of house, like that one. That's like the, the, you know, like you already said, the little, the edge of humor in it, because that, that's Chucky. And um, I love the, I love the meta aspect of it. Like I just can, I imagine that we kind of like go through the house and then like you're re-entering the house sort of a thing. So like maybe there's an entrance within an entrance or something like that. I think there's a lot of cool, fun opportunities they have to go with it, but We'll see because it is also, you're right. Like, it's, it really is just, is it going to be a lot of just the doll or, you know, will, will the, will he not be as present as the other people possessed? Like, you know, you know, so I'm this, Mm -hmm. it could go either way. I, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. See, the thing with me is I'm like, I've really only seen the original Child's Play and then I think like Child's Play three. I haven't watched the show yet. So I feel like I need to watch those movies and then watch the show and then this. So I've, I've got a lot of work to do with this one. Yeah.
0: I would lend you all my Blu-rays with them, but I just don't trust that I would get them back from you. So I'm going to say Rhino, watch them on Peacock. So at Peacock. least the, the TV series is on Peacock. I'm not sure if the uh, if all of the movies are. I know they are from time to time. But I
1: got l- six to, months of uh, Peacock for free with my uh, frequent fear pass that I purchased.
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yes, you did. What a plug. Universal should be applauding <laughs> you right now for that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to move now into the original houses, and I'm going to start with the one that I am most excited for. Uh, and that, of course, is Dueling Dragons Choose Thy Fate, uh, because I will take every instance I can to remind people that I was a uh, team leader at Dragon Challenge, which, of course, was the attraction that took over Dueling Dragons. But even though I never experienced Dueling Dragons as it was in its original day, I I feel like. I still, you know, my little part in that entire attraction's history still like resonates with me. So I'm excited to get to experience the original attraction in a way with it being brought to life at Halloween Horror Nights. So uh, Dueling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate is a frightening yet familiar tale and sinister battle between fire and ice with a horrific twist. Uh the great Ooh. wizard Merlin has been transformed into the enchanted oak leaving a power vacuum. When two powerful warlocks invade his castle, uh, and those warlocks, of course, are Blizzrock and Pyrock, uh, they are invading his castle to steal his spell book. Uh, they're turned into the dragons of fire and ice. Now guests are caught in the middle of their battle, and they are forced to choose a path and a victor. But beware, one never knows who will win in dueling dragons. Choose thy fate. Which, you know, it's basically bringing the attraction's cue The story to life in in an even bigger way so i i'm just so excited to see how this all plays out obviously when they're still drag when they're still wizards i feel like there's a lot of opportunities for really creative scares along the way uh but once they're dragons to me I better see some puppets. I better see some big puppets. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just, I, I cannot wait for it. This is, I know it's not going to be the first house we get to go through, but this is what I want it to be. Like I, I don't remember the last time I've been so excited for a Halloween Horror Nights house.
1: I, I just love this. Like I, I love a house that really leans into the like the history of the park and. Things like that, and and you know, this feels. I don't know. This is. A, the, it sounds really cool too, and I love the the fire and the ice because I'm like, oh, I bet we're gonna get like really cool, like like a like a cold scene. I love a I love a cold house, like one with maybe snow or something like that. And I think it's gonna be fun. But I'm with you. There's got to be puppets, right? Like, you know, I, I, in the last few years of this event, I feel like we've gotten some really cool finale scenes with like the sandworm in Beetlejuice and then, you know, the giant clown and killer clowns. And then obviously the, um, the, um, the, uh, not a Demogorgon. I don't remember it was all the rats that exploded and became that the mind flayer and, um, um, yeah, yeah. Instructor things, you know, the big, the big creatures, like the big yeah. finale scenes, And I was like, so I, I feel like my expectations are pretty high for like what you said, like two dragon heads, like, like at yeah. each other.
0: Yeah, especially if it like it ended in like, uh, the basic, the original attraction statue, like if it could end in that position, uh, that pose, that would be, that would be cool. I mean, but who knows? Maybe that'll be part of the, the entryway. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know, but we'll move on from that because I don't want to talk about it too long. Uh, next up, Yeti campground kills. And this is technically the third installment, if you will, of the Yeti series. Uh, it will take you through the blood-soaked campgrounds deep in the trenches of mountains where vicious, bloodthirsty monsters have returned with a vengeance. Uh, in a 1950s campground, a group of towering, terrifying Yetis are running rampant, ripping apart campers, rangers, and anyone else who gets in their way. In Yeti, campground kills. Guests must flee through the campground into cabins, a bait shack, and even the outhouse in hopes of making it Ooh. to the ranger tower before it's too late and the first time we got to see yetis at halloween horror nights was part of slaughter cinema uh Mm -hmm. where they had the swamp yeti and then of course in 2019 we had yeti terror of the yukon and now we're getting yeti campground kills and uh they on the discover universal universal podcast they went a little bit more into it saying that the setting for this one is definitely the rocky mountains uh we will see a lot of people just flat out ripped to shreds uh there's going to be a family of yetis uh at least one family of yetis with uh one little yeti in there because you got to have a a, maybe there's more but they definitely mentioned at least one one young yeti uh but also it's all of an it's all sort of an inside joke because uh while this is a Yeti. These Yetis that we're going to see are more closely familiar to Bigfoot. So uh, and part of the joke is the very first time around where they did the Swamp Yeti, that was actually their take on the Swamp Ape creature. And then when they did Yeti Terror of the Yukon, that was actually supposed to be like the Sasquatch. So now this time around, they're doing Bigfoot, but every single time they call it Yeti. So if they're going to have a house with a big giant monster that looks like it's running around in a forest or mountains or those areas, it's always going to be called Yeti and always part of this tradition. So I
1: kind of like that. Will not I do. like it. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed the 2019 Yeti house. So I'm excited for this one. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty simple, pretty basic, but I'm, but like, I don't know if it delivers, it yeah.
0: delivers. They're, they're always goofy at the very least. I'll, g- I'll give it that, but, uh, one that I'm not really sold on yet. We'll have to see. Uh, the darkest deal. Uh, it's going to tell the story of those who quickly learn a deal can be more than they bargain for after selling their souls first selling their souls for fame. In uh-huh. the Mississippi Delta, blues musician Pine Straw Spruce meets at a crossroads with a diabolical entity known as the Collector to make a deal, his soul for musical glory. Guests will witness his big break performing for a crowd before the collector drags him to Hades with the other musicians who learned the terrible price of fame in The Darkest Deal. And, uh, the only thing they really expounded upon in the You Discover Universal podcast is that we're just going to hear a lot of blues since it's taking place in the Mississippi Delta, which I mean, I feel like a blues musician is probably going to play the blues. But yeah, I don't, uh, there's just not enough about this house yet to get me excited. Uh, maybe the scenery will be great. I'll we'll have to wait and see.
1: I, I like the story. So the photo, it it reminds me of a crossroads demon on, I mean, I, that's what it is, I think, but, um, supernatural, they dealt with crossroads de- demons frequently. And they were some of my favorite episodes. So Crowley, I mean, on that show, you know, famously King of hell started as a crossroads demon. So I, it, in essence for me, I'm like, Ooh, it's like a little supernatural house. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of into it. But of all the houses, I, I would probably argue where I was like, this one is the one where I'm like, we'll see what happens. I don't, Sorry, I had an alarm. Apparently the world doesn't agree.
0: Yeah. I agree with that as well, too. Okay, uh, next house, Blood Moon Dark Offerings. A uh, Colonial-era villagers are beginning to worship the moon obsessively. When the Blood Moon rises at their fall festival, they take it as a sign that they must hunt down any non-followers within their village. Guests will need to try not to become part of their sacrifice as they gather body parts to form a grisly offering in Blood Moon Dark Offerings. Which, it's like, yeah, this one doesn't necessarily sound like it Mm. might be amazing but I feel like they've kind of nailed this vibe before in the past really well like uh, with uh, Roanoke when they did that one way way back when and then even when American Horror Story had it's Roanoke season Mm. and they brought that to life so I feel like I feel like it's one of those uh, one of those trends that it's it's coming back around. They're going to just find a new take on it. So maybe nothing necessarily groundbreaking in terms of how new it is, but obviously they always get better with their scenic design and decoration every year. So uh, I'm I'm sure there will be something about this house that that's wow.
1: I mean i I took it as sort of a colonial Halloween house. Maybe does it makes. Like, as, I, I don't what, see that like, as much, but... It, it, didn't they say the fall? So I'm imagining, like, corn stalks and stuff. Yeah, around know. the... Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe this is the... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Well, now to get into the confusing part of the rest of this, uh, we are going to Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins, The Last of Our Houses. And uh, so Dr. Oddfellow is... Again, as I said earlier, the, he's basically the icon for this year's event. And uh, Dr. Oddfellow, I believe, started back in 2000 with Halloween Horror Nights. He was a circus entrepreneur who was also the boss of Jack Schmidt. Better known to all us Halloween Horror Nights fans as Jack the Clown. I will get more into that. But uh, in the 1930s Dust Bowl era, guests won't be able to resist going inside Dr. Oddfellow's menacing menagerie of twisted oddities, where they'll encounter grotesquely distorted animals and freakish fiends and Dr. Oddfellow's twisted origins. The price to enter this creepy caravan is steep as souls feed his immortal power uh also with this um i got a lot of information from the discover universal podcast uh this is essentially the origin house for dr oddfellow and dr oddfellow is going to be part of all of the scare zones essentially um there's Dr. Oddfellow's circus is like, there's all these circus acts that look like they're set up to be entertaining, like kind of a freak show, but really it's all going to be just acts that are actually murdering people. And Dr. Oddfellow's whole deal is that he wants to turn himself immortal. And the best way to do that is by stealing everyone's souls. Um, there will be an Easter egg to Jack the clown in this house. You will at one point maybe be lucky enough to see a silhouette of Jack. Uh, as Dr. Oddfellow is killing Jack because part of how Jack got his immortality in life is Dr. Oddfellow, you know, got his immortality. And so then as he was killing Jack, Jack was able to basically scratch slash at Dr. Oddfellow's face. A drop of his blood got onto Jack and made them both immortal. And uh, you know, but they thought Jack was dead, so he gets placed in a box, and then many, many years later, Eventually that box is purchased by Universal Studios and Jack is unleashed on Halloween Horror Nights. And that's how Jack started becoming part of the event. So really this is, this is a it's twisted origins right in the title, but it is a true origin story and it will just become even more complicated as we go through the scare zones. So while it's all very confusing to me, I'm still excited about it.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about how so this one's this house is the 30s and then the um the Yeti is the 50s and Stranger Things is the 80s and so like it's interesting that every house is kind of representing different times. None well, of them are like in the same time period, right? It's all over the place in that, but don't think about that as much with
0: the the houses think about that more with the scare zones so uh going so technically while dr oddfellow's twisted origins set in the 1930s is the start of his greater story with halloween horror nights technically the first part of his story is going to take place at the um in the scare zone in central park And because that's in the 1920s, then in the 1930s, you have the house, you know, Mm -hmm. Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Then the 1940s is going to be the San Francisco scare zone. Uh, The 1960s obviously is going to be part of the New York scare zone with the music festival. So uh, it's it's more in that line that it's taking place in different periods. You're not wrong about it with the houses too, but Specifically with the scare zones, it's playing mm. a huge important deal. Which we can move on to that, unless you have anything else to say about the house.
1: No, no, I'm actually very excited for this house because I love one that explores like the lore of of Halloween Horror. Nights. You know, I I love that. Again, I said it. I said it like with the dueling dragons. How it's like that's like incorporating a theme park attraction, which is cool. This one, like, like really leaning into the Halloween Horror Nights like lore. So I'm interested because I don't know the story, and I I came I came into Halloween Horror Nights, you know only in like what tw- 2015 so yeah. i mean for real for real you know and so i i just it's fun this is like that stuff that get is like this is those things that build the community that they get you know yeah. and that's what, that's what i love well it
0: sure is going to be some exposition here so uh in terms of the scare zones the first one you're going to see when you get into halloween horror nights at very first one that they always have is going to be Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horrors. And this is uh, where you will be able to see Dr. Oddfellow. And uh, he's also, you know, going to be Surrounded by some of the creatures that you will be able to to see in the different scare zones of the event, so this is your, you know, this is your mashup of everything that you're going to experience as you move throughout the event. You kind of get to see a little bit of all of it. And uh, moving on to Hollywood, uh, this is the Dark Zodiac scare zone, and I believe this is kind of taking place at the same time as the. The house, the twisted origins house, because uh, this scare zone is described as dark Zodiac will have you cowering in fear as the signs of the Zodiac come to life. And Dr. Oddfellow uses his power to transform the Zodiac signs into horrifying horoscope creatures. Dr. Oddfellow has entered a dark dimension to harness the power of the Zodiac and live forever. He twists the signs into malevolent beings who foretell one's doom as his star rises, ours fall and in terms of the zodiac creatures they they will be there just as described so you know you'll be able to see whatever your symbol is in real life Ooh. trying to kill you uh but oh, it's going to be very horrific twisted dark versions of the different elements so
1: you have that to look forward to where did you say this one was hollywood oh um hollywood okay because i was like it's got to be one of the bigger ones right because if they have all the zodiacs there but yeah yes
0: yeah and you know some of the scare zones have already started to pop up so like we knew where vamp 69 was and where jungle of doom were uh but it's yeah for and then shipyard makes most sense in san francisco considering san francisco's basically shipyards and piers so Moving on to the next scare zone, Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. Uh, this is taking us into the 1920s, of course. So the first part of this story, uh, in Central Park, Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror will have you venturing where Dr. Oddfellow's twisted and bizarre Experiments combine elements of nature and animals to create vicious jungle creatures looking to satisfy their cravings. In the 1920s, Dr. Oddfellow ventured deep into the darkest jungle, performing horrific experiments, and the monstrous creatures are running amok and on the hunt. So this is where Dr. Oddfellow begins to find his power and he's going to have this glowing skull that gives him his power and Mm -hmm. uh, and then at that point he's starting to morph and create and distort nature and beasts. So more crazy creatures. A lot of crazy creatures this year.
1: Do you think they'll be blaring welcome to the jungle? Mm, You know what? I feel like it wouldn't quite
0: go with the 1920s theme, but I'm not going to... 1920s it. cover of it. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like a brass band. Like, to the jungle!
1: The jungle. <laughs> yeah.
0: With a ragtime feel to it, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. That's me doing a horn. <laughs> <laughs> it Excellent, wasn't good. Job, Excellent job, right now. Excellent job. No, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, we'll move on
0: then next to Shipyard 32, Horrors unhinged and again this is where we're going into the 1940s it's 1940s san francisco shipping yard full of mysterious crates and cages bearing dr oddfellow's symbol uh, beware his nightmarish oddities have now escaped spreading fear and chaos in their wake. So yeah, he's shipping all the creatures that he has turned uh, into this warehouse. Uh, we're going to see monsters from the past as well as brand new ones. So basically they are, I don't want to necessarily say retconning Halloween horror nights, but creatures you may have seen before at the event, they're now adding extra backstory to them saying, you know how you saw them here. It's because Dr. Oddfellow brought them into the event. So it's go- yeah. It's going to be past and brand new ones which i like and then uh it's 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 pretty cool because it does add this extra full long story to it and the same thing is going to happen with uh with vamp 69 as well too so uh one of the cool things is apparently with some of the beasts too you might see one that will resemble dr oddfellow and so I mentioned earlier the scar that he got from from Jack that they revealed with uh, the, you know, Jack's backstory and stuff. Well, that same scar, if you see it on one of the creatures, Discover Universal is saying that that is actually Dr. Oddfellow in disguise. So another another little nerdy twist to look for as you're being scared by those characters. If you see one with a big scar over its face, I think you're looking at Dr. Oddfellow so interesting what an odd fellow
1: <laughs> oh, 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 oh um i yeah so do we know his full story or is that what the intention is is this the full scope of the story of like what happened to him and everything
0: yeah i mean this is all telling his whole story and you know i just gave i gave the cliff notes version of it uh they go into it in way more detail in the uh that extra episode of the discover universal podcast i was talking about uh it there is so much to it but then a lot of it is going to be really revealed as you're at the event and you're seeing how it all plays out but it's it's the first time they're ever going into this depth with this character so uh, a, a lot a lot of new lore to add to the entire mix and that includes of course vamp 69 summer of blood which you know you read about it and you're like okay on the base level uh vamp 69 is just the third iteration of how they've done vamp before with vamp 55 you know vampires in the 1955 time period uh taking over a homecoming style parade and then vamp 85 of course at the the new year celebration but with vampires everywhere uh and now we're having vamp 69 which is taking place in a small New York town where there's a music festival happening guests will jam to popular bands with fellow concert goers until dr oddfellow unleashes vicious vampires on the audience that are out for blood so yeah he's the one responsible for at least these vampires being unleashed into this festival but Discover Universal also said that the vampires are all actually tied together, and so like do you mm. remember from vamp fifty five the one uh the one greaser kind of vampire that was killing the homecoming queen from it
1: mm. you, I mean I'm sure don't. if I look the video back up I will, but and, I mean he looked like, like a, i
0: remember he looked like John Travolta as a vampire, okay. yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm familiar, I'm well familiar, yeah well that same vampire apparently we are going to see him like as his next iteration but at this music festival so they're going to reuse some of the characters because obviously you know vampires immortal so don't they age. should stretch the span of time assuming that they don't get a stake in the heart or left out in the sun but uh yeah, they're given gonna their two weeks notice at universal studios or that as well, too. Garlic. You add that to the list. All those things that could take down a vampire. Uh They, you know, otherwise you would think you would see them from time to time. What's that? Chilequiles. Chilaquiles, of course. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast burritos. Uh, but yeah. also, two characters that you might have seen from Vamp 85 could be... Reused too for vamp 69. So they, they Hmm. are trying to keep the vampire stories intact, uh, since they're all part of it. So, uh, that's your, your scare zone lineup. And I know, I know when you're walking through the event, no one's going to be like, Oh, there's too much backstory to all of these and how they connect. I think it's all going to be seamless. And most people, most people who don't care won't notice anything about the stories for it. But for that next level fan, I think they're giving us so much to chew on for this event.
1: I don't even mean to be rude, but I, I I don't think like an average like regular Joe comes off the street, you know, to this event. I think they look at it and they go, oh, that was, you know, like oh, that was a cool scare zone with all the pumpkins and the trees and the people coming out of it. I don't think they they know, you know, like oh, this is the story of it. Like I think it's I think that's more like, I mean. I just mean, like, the average person who just wants to go and be scared. It's like, you know, you get the same people when it comes to a ride. They're just like, what was the thrill like? They don't care about the story. But, like, I love this, you know, there's... Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this if there weren't people who didn't love the story, you know?
0: Yeah. And I will say with that, um, one of the things that the Halloween Horror Nights creator said on the Discover Universal podcast was that they are hoping, as we have You know, said and predicted and everyone talks about every time there's big intellectual properties. Part of what they hope for when they unleash backstory like this is, you know what? The Last of Us Stranger Things, that's going to be what brings people into the event. But then they'll... They'll get hooked on it and then they'll learn about this backstory, get even more invested in and then become that next level fan like, like we have become. And, you know, I know there's people out there who are still going to trump us day and night with Halloween Horror Nights information. We, we just, we know such a small bit of it. And uh, there are so many more people that have been going to this event since it started that are just so so much more knowledgeable in it so i'm not even trying to like sit here and act like we know everything i have to look up the wiki so many times just to keep track of everything and how it connects and every time there's like a name that they give with the house i'm like okay has this been used before how how does it connect to it so uh, i you know what it's little small details get the big houses that bring people in and then convert them and get them sucked Mm -hmm. into the full backstory. Uh, One thing, in my opinion, that's not going to suck people into any backstory, Nightmare Fuel, Revenge Dream. It is a show that people love, the third iteration now of it. Uh, There's going to be a new dreamer who's confronting the creature that's been turning her dreams into nightmares. And, you know, it's just a mad mix of loud music, uh, pyro aerial performers and just, it's, it's like overload and it just kind of gives me a headache. I love that people love this show. I will always shed a tear for the loss of Bill and Ted's, but I know there are people who are obsessed with this and like Bill and Ted, who, mm-hmm. who cares about that? Give me this show day and night. I am so happy for you. I will go and see this this year, but I'm also not like, I'm not uh, chomping at the bits for it. So if I don't see it on night one, I will see it before the event ends at the very least.
1: Yeah. I I think, um, I think for me, like, I think I like the first year, the best of it, but I like this. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if this will actually be very different or if it'll just be like a slight edit and it's the same show again or something. But um, the people in the show are incredibly talented. There's no question about that, but I'm with you. Like, I don't, I just I, I the, it's the process of like getting into the theater and then it's really hot out you know it gets very humid and sort of it so it's just not and then there's a lot of pyro in the show so it's just one of those things where I was like no too much heat too much heat and everyone's too sexy yeah um and, yeah, so, I don't need to see half naked people
0: and be reminded of myself that I don't like my body so <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> that's really the yeah it's just a, it's a torture it's a different type of torture so yep. um but no I mean I do have friends who like love 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 this show and I'm not no knock on them or anything like that. It's just for me, it's the, I, I'm glad they have it. I'm glad they have a show or something like that. I'm with you. I definitely liked Bill and Ted's and, um, but I, for me, I just want to spend every, as many moments as I can, like in the houses or like, like going to the, through the scare zones, trying my best to play it cool and not get scared or take like cool pictures and videos of, of everything. Cause you know, I always like to do that little video at the end of every year. So, um, I don't, yeah, that that for me is one of those where I was like, it's like a cousin of the event. It's like I could avoid it at the family yeah. gathering. Um, one thing you won't be able to avoid this
0: year at Halloween Horror Nights, of course, is food. It's going to be oh, good. here in Fuel full fury. And uh, I don't have a list of all the food that will be available, but let's still talk about some of it anyways. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights is doing a Taste of Terror event this year which it's a new event where you can try food and beverage early. Uh, The preview will happen on select nights from August 10th through August 26th. Runs from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Includes all the food and drink you care to enjoy in tasting size portions. Uh, And with that too, you get one souvenir Halloween Horror Nights light-up cup if you're 21 and above, and you get a Halloween Horror Nights Coca-Cola freestyle cup and one digital download of one photo taken at the event. You need to have separate theme park Admission and the event costs one hundred sixty dollars plus tax, with gratuity included. Uh, some of the beverage, food, and beverage items that you might see this year uh, include the bloody campground poutine, El Pastor torta, and sour apple pie, funnel fries, as well as, of course, pizza fries. Because they always have to come back. Uh, for me, this event sounds great for people who have disposable income, uh, <laughs> but one hundred sixty dollars for all of that. For such a short event, I don't – as much as I want to, and we should do this for work purposes, uh, I'm also going to be blunt with it. When we come up with ideas, we go out and do dining reviews, uh, anything like that, part of what we have to keep in mind is – what is the, what is the threshold in terms of profitability? Uh, are we, do we think that going and spending $320 for us for an early sneak peek at tasting size portions that might not look necessarily like they do once the event starts? Is that going to be a good investment for the company that we work for? And I don't know if it is for us. And maybe, maybe if it was cheaper. It would be, but I'm not sure. So I know I know some people out there are probably like, I wish you guys would go and do that. And you know what? Send an email to John at Dreams Unlimited Travel and let him know that you want us to go and do this. And maybe he'll approve it. But I have a feeling that he won't because it's a lot of money to just get a little taste of the event early. But uh, that is happening if you're interested in it. And you can find out more details at Universal's website and get tickets. Uh, in terms of... Other events happening, not events, but other pop ups, uh, the tribute store that's coming back, of course, this year, it's going to be a mysterious New York City comic book shop. You'll experience the tribute to terror by stepping into the pages of an original terrifying horror comic book, which I know there was a nod in the Jurassic Park tribute store to a comic book with horror. And so I know when Rhino and I were talking about it, we're like, well, it appears that the theme will probably be like a comic book for this tribute store. And yes, that's what it will be. Uh, speaking of returning things, dead coconut club will once again, take over the red coconut club in universal city walk. Uh, but it will have a new theme and menu this year. So last time around, it was very much, you know, mid century monsters in kind of that, like exotica tiki bar. Uh, but this year it's actually going to be completely different. So we'll have to wait and see what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, Peacock's Halloween Horror Bar will be available this year featuring themed libations with an ominous nightclub vibe with photo opportunities and more.
1: Excited about any of those right now? I mean, I'm always excited when they do the Coconut Club. So that I'm looking forward to that. What's that other one though?
0: I I don't I don't know anything about it beyond what they released with it. I'm huh. not necessarily excited for it, but they have to find a way to tie in Peacock. So Let's just wrap yeah, to I that, guess. I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I, I I mean I I think, you know, what's great about uh the Coconut Club is that there are di- nights where, you know, sometimes it just starts raining and you're like, Okay, I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in here and I think it's like a nice alternative or Yeah. I don't know. It's just fun. It's a good. It one. is. I I mean we weren't
0: wild in love with the drinks, but it's yeah. a cool space to be in when it's, you know, not a nightclub. I'll give it that. And I'm just hoping that they like if they're going to do the meet and greets with the monsters like they did last time, bring them in at the start of the event and make them more regular. Don't have it be like, you know, just sporadically, because every single time I tried to go and meet them, once they finally got added to it, I could never find them. I never had. Well, I was going to say you never met him, yeah. right? You you never no, made it. Didn't meet him. You yeah. know, never saw any of the entertainment loud singers like they did for the other ones too. I just had the worst luck. I would walk in and it would be blasting. Uh, it would be blasting music so loudly that was of this generation, not the themes of all of the, you know, what the bar was set up like. So I had terrible luck with it. But fingers crossed. So uh, Rhino, that's this year's event. I I, I feel like. I was pretty negative about it leading up to this very moment, leading up to the moment of the full release. And now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, this is
1: going to be one hell of a year, I think. Yeah. I'm a little bummed. There's no, the, the show in the lagoon is in packed, but, um, you know, I, I, I think um I'm with you I, I I mean really, I asked for stranger things, and I said if I get that, I don't care about anything else and i but I feel like i'm gonna it's the embarrassment of riches right now because I'm like there's so many other houses to look forward to already that i'm just i'm I'm psyched, I can't wait for yeah. September first I agree,
0: and yeah, the lagoon show that's a bummer, but obviously you know there currently isn't a lagoon show at all, so yeah. I, I mean, it's not unexpected, but yeah, it's uh, unfortunately ghoulish was so good that now it's like, oh, well, it didn't get its fair run. It didn't get its fair day in the sun. I don't think it ever will Isn't now. So easy. it's going to, to me, it'll be the one that got away. It will be the show that I should have watched more often and did a better job of documenting because I'm not happy with the video I have. And it'll have to just be a memory in my heart for years to come. Or I'll watch just Mm. someone else's video who did a better job. That's always an option, too. But sometimes I'm like, do those exist? Too lazy. (laughs) When do you not have internet? The world always has internet. I don't know why I'm talking. I'm going to stop talking. Any any last thing to say? No. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Rhino, for having this long conversation with me. I know it was a lot to get through. Blame Halloween Horror Nights for it, not me. Oh, I I am happy to talk Spooky Season any day, any time. I, I I feel the exact same way. So we're not going to blame them. We're going to thank them for giving us these riches to look forward to. Uh, thank you all for taking the time to listen and watch. I know this was a long one, but I really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Uh, if you were watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the thumbs up, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. If you were listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can leave us a rating and review, that would mean a a lot and of course too we have patreon you get more information there patreon.com slash dis unplugged but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz unplugged universal edition i hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you again real soon with another one take care bye bye and remember we still haven't changed the name